so okay, so we normally start off episodes, like I try to every now and then, like I'll pick a quote. I said, Nick, we should pick a quote or something, you know, from the movie or from someone involved in making it. Um, I feel like it would have been an easy decision to just read one of the Zodiac letters. But instead, I decided I found this letter that someone actually wrote to the Zodiac. Way better. So I'm going to read that to start off. Oh. Um, and, and it says, Good Lord, man. You are the weakest man I've ever seen. Donald Trump's laughing his ass off at you each and every day. Here's what he's thinking after your praise of him in time. Think of it. I said, Lion Ted Cruz's wife is ugly and connected his father to the Kennedy assassination, and he's saying such, ni- such nice, beautiful things about me. Can you believe it? I wish everyone was as easy as Ted. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Letter written to Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer. Who's obviously the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ele- yeah. So, the, yeah, the good the lord man did me in <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know if this is a real letter I just wanted to find a letter that I didn't have to start off by saying to Ted Cruz so, like, I needed his <laughs> name to be in like the first portion of it for it to work I really enjoyed that, thank you that was great I did, big fan <laughs> how many letters did he write? there's a lot like I'm on I'm on zodiackiller.com slash letters.html. That is a rough site. <laughs> oh, because um, the first eighteen. Eighteen letters. So from July thirty first, nineteen sixty nine to July eighth, nineteen seventy four. Context. There you go. That's why we have on it. That's why we have the uh, the splice and slice ladies on today. Um <laughs> As I guess it's probably now it's time. Should we introduce our guests or should we wait like another 40 minutes like we usually do? We should probably introduce them since we remembered to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have we have Robin Lynn Couch and Adriana. I have no idea how to pronounce your Say last my name. whole name, Jared. Adriana. I, I don't even know if I can do it without looking at it. Say my name. Say my name. It's, uh, could you help me out here, please? No. No. <laughs> I'm Adriana Catanzarite. Catanzarite. I would have put. I would have gone. It's exactly as it looks. It is. Yeah. For whatever reason, my mind just I, I, in the my Z head was freaks going. People out. Catanzarite. <laughs> I was putting the emphasis on the Z. So you. So you guys have a podcast of your own. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead and plug away. Talk about it. Our podcast is called Splice and Slice, where we talk about true crime and murder and compare it to the films that they created based on those crimes. And it works out really well because we both are we're obsessed with true crime. And we're so professional. Like, it's so... We're way more professional put together than Jared and, and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't, <laughs> well, you, I don't so, ever have to stop the podcast to pee. I always have to. Well, I do that it's all the time. A, here's the thing, though. This is good. There's four people right now, so at any time anyone has to leave, they can just get up and go. And it's true. Right? Yeah. yeah. We don't have that luxury when it's just the two of us. I uh, do sometimes just get up and leave when it's just me and Jack. Yeah, and you keep your headphones on, and I have to just talk. I watch him. He doesn't even tell me. He leaves the room, and I see. I, I'm looking down. I'm reading something. I look over, and he's in the back of his room on the Zoom call, and I can everyone, see him leaving. Everyone needs a routine. 
true. It's good though because I get to listen to him try and keep like like his like little his single thought has to keep going for an extended amount of time, and it yeah. kind of puts him on the spot a little bit. He cut you nail it every time. Aww, what a brave Aww. little toaster. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. That's, that's, yeah, that'll be the next that'll be the next uh, movie we talk. <laughs> when, when Wait, we I don't know. I don't know how you guys name your episodes, but that right there would be an episode title. <laughs> That's it. We just—it's it, only we name them the name of the movie. Okay. We don't do uh, the same I'll, approach. That—that'll be in the description. Somewhere. Perfect. That's somewhere. all. That's all I ask. I need to leave yeah. my mark somewhere. <laughs> exactly. I you, yeah. Like you also, you talk about because like I feel like you've done movies that aren't based on true stories yeah, but deal we, with like real issues like you did the like Wind River I believe isn't a f- it's is, not based is fiction on a, but it's but you yeah. talk about about issues Be, with because like because it yeah and, because and it was so um, it was I want to say one of the first like mainstream movies to mm-hmm. really dive into that topic and it's such a good under discussed really and well done too yeah, mm-hmm. and the issue of missing indigenous women is so, so huge and so insanely ignored that, um, yeah, we wanted to do that because it was a great opportunity to shine a light on that and also talk about this really great movie. So. It's, it's, and it's true, we don't usually do, like, we've done, like, the spotlight, like, news team that uh, figured out about the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church. We've done, like, the Romanovs. We've done Titanic. We kind of... If there's something that we're both really interested in, um, yeah. we'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not putting ourselves in a box. Well, yeah. it's last night when uh, when I was rewatching Zodiac, as I so often do. Uh, <laughs> our former intern Kate said that must have been a crazy time to be like in a city when there's like a serial killer. Right. So I was kind of like, yeah. who's currently around? So I googled current serial killers. And it brought up cases where they hadn't found someone, but one of them was on some, like, a uh, road, I think it was in Alaska, where it's just a dark road, there's, like, nothing on it, but the people that are disappearing there are mostly women and and, uh, indigenous women. Yeah. So you bring it up when River and everything like that, it's like, yeah. And it talks about that, how it's such an underreported thing. And kind of like this huge big crisis that has never cracked the mainstream. Yeah, it. Uh, that's. I'm gonna Google that later. <laughs> the road in Alaska that you're talking about. Is, splice um, and next, next episode of Splice and Size. Well, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's interesting because so, you you ladies took a, a bit of a break recently, as did yes. we. But yours was more of a actual like you did it on purpose, whereas Nick and I. <laughs> Nick and I just post episodes whenever. Um, <laughs> it should be said, we like so we. I think the, our latest. So like, I recently made this this document for like just tracking like how many listens we get on each episode because we have a couple other podcasts in our own little network that we're hey, don't trying to brag. keep track of. Brag. But <laughs> but like I have it listed and I and I have like <laughs> like the soccer podcast we do. I have all the episodes listed since we started doing all three at the same time. Then my buddy Sal's podcast we have the full list of that and then ours is just like there's an episode no episode released another episode no episode released another episode no episode released no episode released no episode released but we like recorded one and we never released it because it broke 
our yeah. latest episode. Oh, so like right. the past three weeks, so we're like we took a week off. Then we're like, okay, we're gonna we'll record something and then post it. And then the episode broke. And then was like, ah, oh, we'll try it next week. Broke. <laughs> and then we just oh didn't do God. anything with it for another couple. Yeah, weeks it, it ruined it ruined all the Adobe programs on my computer. So I tried to yeah. edit it in GarageBand, and when I opened the file in GarageBand, GarageBand crashed. Uh, then we had that tropical storm, and I lost power for three days. So it was like, uh, yeah. Pretty... Oh, that was another year. Like, you yeah, because <laughs> because power was out like that whole day, day of release. Do you think so, this post apocalyptic? This one's yeah. gonna. This one's definitely gonna make it. We're gonna make it. This is what <laughs> we've actually planned. That was more like, hey, you want to just do an episode? Yeah, sure. What should we watch? I was like, uh, how about this? This the, one we've um, been planning for a while, but so it's, it's yeah, yeah. So Jared was like, "It's time to come back. What should we do?" And, oh, and you decided to come back with us. Yes. Oh, we're so honored. Yes. Oh well, because Nick Nick was like itching to watch Zodiac again. Because <laughs> even he was he he would um, scroll through movies, you know, on just on streaming, and I think at one point he went past Zodiac and just like happened to see it. And as I said, Kate was like, oh boy. And he's like, what? You just saw Zodiac. You're going to be diving into that deep hole again because he always would just put it on. I yeah. mean, it's so good, though. Like, It is a really good movie. It's a, Yeah, I haven't... So I watched it... I forget the first time I even watched it. It was, like, years ago. Maybe, like, yeah. six or seven years the ago. The first time I, I watched so... it was when we had to do it for the podcast. Yeah, she but had never I seen remember it when it, when I, I remember when it came out because every time the commercial came on, my parents were like, "Oh, we have to change the channel; it's too scary for her." Uh, to be fair, and then get, I watched you it. You get and spooked like, easier than me. It's true. Scaredy cat. I feel like you've covered scarier movies. Yeah, but oh, I yeah. usually watch. No, but this is like, <laughs> it's true. Well, this is but also early this, on, the, so like you're, yeah. You I was had, like a huge scaredy cat, like. The, the the interest in true crime is pretty recent for me, and it's kind of like, um, my parents were like, I can't believe this is our kid. She used to, like, hide, like, under a pillow every time a scary commercial would come on. Or, like, the commercials for Not Scary Farm. She couldn't handle those. So Splice is, like, yeah, like, Splice and Slice is, like, uh, therapeutic for you. Now I'm doing all this research into, yeah. like, it kind of is, though. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's like I'm, exposure I'm therapy. On, like, Exactly. Except I do remember when we did our episode on Zodiac, and I was driving home. There was this car that was going behind me, and it was kind of following me, just going in the same direction. And I panicked. No, that was the Zodiac. Would follow people. Yeah, he would follow people in the car, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then um, he went down my block, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to pull in front of my house. I'm going to drive around the block an extra time." And then um, it turned out that he lived on that block. The same block as me. And I drove around the extra time and dad was like, I saw your car go by and, and you just went and I was like, I had to escape a murderer, Dad. Yeah, the Zodiac <laughs> was literally following me all He was coming after me. Yeah. That's so, the I, meanest thing not the meanest thing, but that's the thing that really fucks me up that some killers do that feels so so unfair to me because it's just like you're just like, like give you the false sense of security. Yeah, like any cop or any killer who dresses up as a cop, like the um, Hillside Stranglers in Santa Monica, they used to actually pull women over and the women believed they were real police officers. Like, that's so unfair. And 
uh, when he told the woman that her uh, yeah wheel was that loose, scene... and it's just like, fuck you, dude, fuck you. That scene was chilling. Well, there's even the first scene in the movie where he pulls up and then leaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're back. okay. But, like, did, I don't, I, I would leave immediately. I think I would just I leave would anyway. I would, too. But, I mean, I've also, I've also, I've been followed home before. I've <gasps> actually been followed home. By the Zodiac? Chasing. No, no, this was like I was in high school and, like, my was mom was driving and we had been followed home by someone. Um. But like you drive differently, like you like when you see someone in your rearview mirror behind you, like and for a little bit, like it just starts getting your head to like, what's going on? Why were they Um, following you? Is that the end of that story? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know exactly what the whole thing was. I was, I was young when it happened, but, but. So I will just. I know this guy tried to follow me home. It wasn't in a car though. And he wasn't the Zodiac Killer. He was just gross. <laughs> and you know he wasn't the Zodiac Killer, though. I mean, the Zodiac Killer is still gross. <laughs> and probably dead now, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. It's like, the. I remember I watched this for the first time close to around when it, when it came out. And I remember being like, okay, I liked it, but I felt, like, empty at the end. <laughs> and then, like, when I rewatched it again and I was, like, not an idiot... I was like, oh, wow, no, this is, like, the best death. Like, this is just good. So then, like, I watched it again, like, a month later, and I was like, oh, boy, this is, like, really, like, Fincher you, is on his shit here. Have you it's, read the book? I have not. You oh, should. You the book. Yeah. The because Robert also, book? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's so interesting to me about, like, the how the, I mean, the movie is, you know, based on Robert Graceman's book, but, like, I think it was, what was it, like, uh, years later after the movie came out, Robert Graysmith was like, oh, I see why my wife divorced me yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Um, yeah. Because he was just so... Obsessed. Obsessed and insane. Like, literally insane. Like, those scenes later in the movie where he's, like, just abandoning his family and, like, can't yeah. stop doing this and has his kids, like... Like do it, cut it, whatever they're working on, like marking things on maps and all that shit. And he's, and it's just like, dude, uh, you need a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> like when he goes to Toski's yes. house and he's like banging on the windows and everything, and he's like, "Come outside, come outside." Oh god. That's what these like movies like, because I mean, obviously you're going to the Zodiac is one of the f- most famous unsolved cases. So like, yeah, there are different books, different people that like. Who feel they know who it was, which like yeah. this movie kind of gets at, because like Graysmith. But I, felt he, that it was I feel like who it was. Gra- Robert Graysmith was the one. It's it. I think he he was the closest to identifying the Zodiac because he was there from the very beginning, and I think right. that's like a point yeah. of view. And, yeah. But like yeah, I think I think the movie does a good job of like just focusing on sort of like the obsession that goes mm-hmm. into yeah. everything, but also just like presenting one of the things that like Fincher had said was um, we just want to like present we want to. Like something about the filmmaking, like the cinematography, he wanted to look as like as mundane as possible so that people mm. could accept the facts as true, which is like an interesting way of oh. thinking about how to film it. Like kind of just like make it. And they also didn't. They also didn't depict any of the killings that didn't have survivors or witnesses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they opened up with July Fourth, which is the second killing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Um, Possibly, there's other killings in other areas that are loosely linked to the Zodiac, but that's like the second fully confirmed killing. But there's the one in Riverside that they loosely connected to. Yeah, but I think this is the most accurate movie. Yeah, it was it certainly praised for its yeah like authenticity because he even and like recreated the victims like clothing exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, they they, like, went they, through they helicoptered in trees or something like that to yep. one of the crime scenes because it looked so much different yeah. over the years so Fincher wanted it too well that, I mean that's to have Fincher, that budget be, man yeah. Well, that's like, also, the, like yeah. he also said, like, in order to, like, save time, all the blood from the murder scenes was added in post, so that when they got there, they could set everything up and shoot it, didn't have to worry about using fake blood, and mm-hmm. posing it, and cleaning it up, and it was just like, let's go, because the script is long. I mean, movies post- two hours it probably It is a very pissed. long script. Yeah, it sounds yeah. terrible, all that post. <laughs> yeah. They probably had a whole crew of, like assistant visual effects editors just like just doing the blood what? like in um aquaman they had a whole team of people just to like do his hair underwater and oh my gosh like brave it. brave too that was that at all hair team didn't it right uh, brave did <laughs> yeah have you seen her hair in brave it's incredible hold on there's yeah, a cat crying out outside the door uh, it's probably the zodiac nick you have a cat wandering your front yard right now I do. She's really upset. Yeah, she's right behind like, you. Why didn't oh, she abandon me? Yeah, there's a cat. A, I got a cat going on here too. Yeah. I'm, she's oh, really upset that the cat too. She's, she's really upset. It's a cat. Talk about her cats. She was really upset that the door was closed. Like she was sticking her little paws underneath. Like, I don't know whose cat that is. Um. Yeah. Now the only person who's missing a cat is you, Jared. Yeah, I don't have a cat. Love it. The um. <laughs> I mean, that was to get away from her hair and brave good looking hair um but yeah it's like once once i watch it again i was like okay i could i can accept it this movie is like just awesome and then like watching it the third time i was like oh yeah this is just like a lesson in how to film like how to make a movie yeah yeah like like every every scene like even from that opening the fourth everyone knows that that fourth of july the fireworks are going off you know what i mean like that kind of you get that that I don't know if it really has to be small town, but, like, kind of community feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with that killing, it's very violent. Oh, God, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, it's one of these, it's one of those movies where I'm like, it, it doesn't have a weak spot. No, it really doesn't. And it's, it's also one of those movies that, because um, I have a problem with incredibly long movies. I think Jared probably knows I have such a problem with how long specifically Quentin Tarantino makes his movies. He's just doing it because he just wants to fucking do it, that fucking prick. He needs to calm down and get a new editor to cut his shit down because it's pointless. I agree with everything I agree with everything Robin is saying. Thank you. Robin's review on Letterbox. He he has Robin's Letterbox review hatefully. Oh my god. I hated I hated I hateful the eight. hateful eight. I didn't like it either. So much. We had yeah, the you know, I'm getting all riled up. I started sweating. I'm, I got. Riled I know. Up. I'm like. I wanted to start talking about it, but this is a Zodiac podcast. Right. But basically, my point was like the Zodiac is like an almost three-hour movie, and it's so well made and so captivating. It has all these little climactic moments throughout that make yeah, me it feel really, just want to keep it really going. And it feel like it's three hours. Yeah, that's like it's necessary to be that length as well. 
Yeah. All right, what's it, my Hateful Eight review? Because I don't even remember what I wrote. Tarantino <laughs> likes making movies long just because he can. Dot, dot, dot. It's no longer an artistic choice or strategy. One star. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I, that, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but I have a problem with specifically big wig like a-list directors making long movies like just because they know they so can that's just their it's style, just because they I know think. they can it's not because it's a good choice so like real real quick we're gonna go on a quick sidebar so how do you feel about the irishman i didn't see that one actually. <laughs> irishman's fucking long that is i really heard long. i heard that it was really boring because it was that long it's a weird one where there's like some parts where you're like yeah, Irishman's like slow. I, I mean, I the thing that I like about it, and it's also kind of similar with this movie, um, is I my favorite part of it is probably the the final 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, that's what movie. that's that's because like I was I was watching Zodiac again, and I was and I, I was enjoying it. I was like, man, I feel like I remember liking it a lot more when I first watched it. And I was like, maybe it's because like I didn't know it was going to happen, so I was a little bit mm-hmm. more tense for all those murder scenes, and, like the the woman on the highway with her baby mm-hmm. like that scene i remember when i first saw it it was like i was like so tense yeah. um but then it got still, to like oh, sorry i was still tense off, no, no i'm sorry i cut you off but i was like i was still tense when i rewatched that because i even though i knew it was going to happen because like i think oh, yeah. as a woman <laughs> you can just but, like it's so like whole, you're yeah. so uncomfortable yeah especially when he drives past that first yeah. thing it's just like oh boy um, and then just the slow like when i kill you I'm gonna throw your baby yeah. out the window. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. Talks. I hate it. I hate it. It's also, so yeah. uncomfortable. I know. It's like, it's just yeah. What were you so, saying, Jared? Though, well, what I was like the Irishman. I remember with this and with the Irishman. Like once it get, especially with Zodiac, um, I started to really. I was like, oh, I really do love this movie because it was when it was more focusing on like, um his obsession when it was more Jake Gyllenhaal just trying to deal with it. And I was like, okay, that's humor. Yeah. yeah, It it does. It deals with, um, like time really well. Like obviously it's a big part of like the movie Mm -hmm. is time passing and you see them Mm -hmm. building the building in San Francisco at some point to show how much time has passed. But you kind of have like, here's the killings. Here's the first letter. The cops are looking at it. He's a cartoonist that works here. Slowly moves along. Then, like you said, when you get to the, you know, the end more, you deal with, his obsession with it he can't shake it he can't everyone else has kind of left it behind mm-hmm. like he says more people die every three months on their commute than the zodiac ever killed mm-hmm. like right. leave it alone but you now when you talk about like tense moments for me the first time you watch it those moments are tense this when i first rewatch after a couple of years i'm like oh yeah these are good it goes away give yourself a break from it watch it in a couple months yeah it's back it's yeah. there again yeah. yeah, I was I was surprised at how Mindhunter it felt, which obviously I mean like it's like I haven't seen like I watched Mindhunter when it came out and I hadn't seen I this since it came Mind out so like they weren't I didn't see them so close together or so much it time is, in between. It is similar to Mindhunter, but well because I mean Fincher, Fincher directs yeah Duh. he's the producer and directs some of the episodes but like I, mm-hmm. going back to Zodiac it was like weird to be like to look at it and be like oh wow this is like so much he uses a lot of like the same stuff that he does he ultimately mm-hmm. uses in Mindhunter which because they're both dealing with like similar topics but like real cases a, as well like yeah. everything right. in and Mindhunter that those were all real people in real cases mm-hmm. yeah and it's like more of a character study yeah. um, like which was like people were surprised about when like 
oh, Fincher's doing the Zodiac. The guy who did Seven's doing the Zodiac. Yeah. And it was like, oh, but it's a character study. People weren't expecting that. And people knocked and it for not I being as, like, like... I like those more than the, the gory stuff. Mm-hmm. Me too. I... Also, just bringing it back to the hateful eight for one second. Oh, here we go. I don't. I don't, I don't like, like films that either. have. Thank you. That's why we're friends. Um, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the hateful eight because to me it felt like violence for violence's sake, and I like. And I'm not. I don't hate Tarantino films because, like, I mean, uh, one of my favorites is Inglorious Bastards, but like, it's just when the violence is just there. Like, that really bothers me, because I also could dive into the whole thing about how it's fucking up our society and turning, desensitizing everyone, but I just yeah. think it's unnecessary. I think at times it can be incredibly necessary, like the way it's used in Zodiac, in, like, the moments to just, like, because the Zodiac has those, like, very normal moments, and then it feels like every violent scene you see is such a shock factor, but if you're just watching a movie that's just bloody from beginning to end you kind of, it, you lose that. And it, yeah. Bother, yeah. it really bothers me. But I think, no, but I, exactly your point of saying, like, you like Inglorious Bastards. Like, Inglorious Bastards is like, here's 20 minutes of dialogue, 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 yeah. and then it's, boom, here's violence, this goes on, everything happens, and then it gives you, then you breathe again. Yeah. And that's, that's, no, I... So, well, I think, I, I, my point on Zodiac, I think me and Nick probably like it more than most... I feel like it is one of his lower regarded films overall um, we got to see it there was like the special 70 millimeter oh for hateful eight um, yeah roadshow like on the 70 millimeter projection that we got to see and there it was like eight minutes longer and there was an intermission and it's Wait, like eight minutes longer no it was longer than eight the roadshow edition was longer than eight I think so okay it was a little bit longer um, who made that thing longer Sorry. There's You're, Netflix did. Netflix there's also did. An extend, there's an extended version of it. There's like, but it's split up into episodes. Yeah, it's episodes. It's like a on mini Netflix. series. Um, but we saw it, and honestly, I think my favorite part of the of Hateful Eight is actually the first half. Which the first half of Hateful Eight, there's like no violence. That's true. And then it goes up, and it's the long story of Samuel L. Jackson t- talking about um, Bruce Stern's son, and then he he kills him and then it's then it was intermission and then the second half was the Tarantino violence so like kind of Inter- like intermissions need to come back they yeah. do I think that's another thing cause like I intermissions are incredibly important aspects of long performances and I don't understand why they were removed from the cinematic world it was even like when I watched uh, How the West Was Won like a month or so ago which I don't know if you've ever seen that that thing's fucking I think it is long also. It's really long. Um, the same with The Godfather 2. They had an intermission. It's like... Because oh, yeah. even when I watch it at home and had the intermission, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is great. Yeah. Get Just up, like, get up and like, walk walk away. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, stretch your legs. Yeah. yeah Make like, a sandwich. Do it yeah. like... A lot of the times, though, like like they're not going to give you an uh, an intermission for The Irishman because it's on streaming. You can pause it whenever you want. That's true. Obviously, there's, there's an artistic choice to make. Mm-hmm. There should be a suggested areas. intermission time. Maybe yeah, that's a, yeah, like a suggested Netflix intermission commission. Yeah. You're still watching, but you're still yeah. you're in the middle of a movie. Yeah, in the middle of a movie. Like, on your seventh straight episode of The Office or something. It's just like, well, here's, you're still watching? 
I had yes, a really Netflix, interesting. I, I had a really interesting conversation with um, the editor I worked with when I was a post PA, and he was talking about the whole concept of like streaming and like releasing every single episode at once so people can binge. And he was talking about how he didn't understand why they don't just release like the seven hour movie. Why do they waste time putting? the intro and the credits at the end of each episode when you're just gonna and it was such an interesting conversation because in my head it just made sense but when he was explaining it to me i was like i mean like i guess i understand what you're saying because yeah you just if you're just gonna sit there and watch it but i feel like we feel better about ourselves if we're like i didn't watch an eight hour movie i watched eight episodes of television but yeah. it's almost more productive yeah, yeah. <laughs> productivity that you have you ever tried to read a book that doesn't have chapters that's long? I can't do I it. Can't do that. I don't. And I, don't I love do... to read. Adrian, Adriana reads like three books a day. So like, for Max McCarthy's The Road, I don't think that has chapters. No, can't do it. I wouldn't I, like that. I, I Unless like it's when all... the chapters are really short. Yeah, that's because easy. then I can be like, Way okay, better. I'll just read one more chapter, one more chapter, one yeah. more chapter, and give then the book's done. Yeah. Give me a five hundred page book with three hundred chapters. <laughs> just like I need like cause I I don't I can't do it like I, I honestly stop I don't read as much as I like would like but like I've started just listening to audiobooks cause it's easier for me to focus on it for a longer period of time I can just sit and like color on my phone for like 20 minutes and listen to a chapter rather than reading like if it's if there's a book and it's like anything more than 20 pages per chapter I'm like can't do it so, like, the book I'm reading now is four chapters and 200 pages, so it's, like, roughly 50. Oh, but absolutely not. What, nope, what book is no, that? thank you. One Person, No Vote. It's about voter suppression. Oh, fun. So, that's by Carol Anderson. We don't, we don't have that here, right? That's it's just, not, like, a different country. It, I, I, I mean, sidebar, I, I started reading it, like, three months ago, because I was, like, there's going to be some voter suppression coming up this year. <laughs> Let me learn about the history of it. And... But no, that's it. How very um, forward thinking of you. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, it's so now when I see it going on, I go, oh, there it is. Is it, is it the book? But the, uh, but yeah, like, like you said, it's still going on the length, like with, with Zodiac, how it's, you know, you're, you're split up between the different stages also of, okay, we don't know who this guy is. What's he going to do next? We haven't heard from him in a while. Then Where would have... Zodiac be without the post office? That is an excellent point. <laughs> oh my God. Who wants to have photos? <laughs> I mean, Son of Sam was a postman. Oh, yeah. Do you know who took over Son of Sam's mail route? Newman. Newman. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that was, that's the answer. It was Newman. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. I think we talked about Seinfeld on when I was on your episode. I started. I, I started talking. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, is anyone gonna know? It's, yeah, it was uh, it was Newman. There you go. That's funny. Uh, Robin is like, I can't. I don't watch Seinfeld. <laughs> it's so. We talked. Yeah, we talked about it when I was on when I went on. Uh, Splice and Slice because we, we, we had just done our um, Jerry episode, Stiller episode Jerry Stiller so we oh, posted yeah. the graphic so we had gotten into mm-hmm. it a little bit but love him in Seinfeld yeah oh anyway speaking of the post office I um it's just a letter you just got letter a letter just, just slid under my door from? it says the Zodiac it says SF Chronicle please 
rush to edit. I don't know why oh, it's whoa. here, but whoa, what are you doing? It's, um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey. So, like, Nick, do you want to like you want to read this? It's weird because an identical letter just came under my door, even though we're in oh different. God. Which is weird. Yeah, you wanna it's yeah, you wanna like just give it a read real quick, see what it says. Oh my god, it's like you guys landed. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, let me No yeah, way, let, this let is too spontaneous. Oh my god, I can't believe that happens. Oh oh boy boy oh boy, do I have a podcast for for you. Do you like podcasts and also like soccer or or football? That then you should listen to Footy Ado. It's a Ilto Eight production and it is very exciting. Cool. His tone has changed a little bit. Slightly. Over the years. It's, it's a little bit different than like it used to, especially like the way the movie depicted it. Like I just feel like that wasn't what I was expecting yeah, him to not sound as, like. Not as many symbols either. No deciphering required for this letter. Yeah, that was pretty straightforward. <laughs> Did he spell everything correctly? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Where where are the actual zodiac letters now? Um, Ooh, probably in some Art. office in like you think they're in the office room. Like like yeah. I guess yeah because the the investigation's the still, still open, open, so they can't. They probably still they're probably at all the different police stations. Yeah, That's I mean, because I think there's only a team of like investigators working on cold cases like this part time. Mm-hmm. So it's really underfunded. It's weird, like especially what's the t- like the title card talking about how like it's still open and he- they have the what the only suspect is like the sole suspect is Arthur Arthur Lee, Lee Allen. Allen. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. why is it open then? He's dead. What's his real name? The guy who plays oh. Arthur Lee Allen. No, or no, the Arthur... guy he's supposed to be based on. Is that his real name? I think that's his Arthur real Lee name. Allen. Yeah, Ar- I think. Oh so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he died of, like, a heart attack in jail, right? Yeah, like, before the cops could talk to him. Do we think that he's the Zodiac Killer, though? The movie is pretty convincing. I know it's a movie, but... But but, but there's... The movie also, there are times where it's like... Oh, I don't... Like, it it could be this Robert Marshall that they're talking about, or it could be that guy who's, like, in his basement. Mm-hmm. Don't, like that scene. I don't like that scene. That is the scariest scene where nothing happens. Happens. That this, is this scary. This is why nobody has a basement in California. Yeah, you want to talk about Tarantino needlessly well, that stuff. Likes. This guy was just needlessly <laughs> creepy. Like, like yeah. if you're not the Zodiac, just don't be creepy. Like, yeah, why just like weird. Like yeah, why that, be weird. That that scene there is like he goes to the house and he's like rambling on and on and on about it. And he's and like, no, because he drew the posters. He's like, no. He didn't. He's like, yeah, he did. He's like, I drew all the posters. You're like, that's not good. He's like, why don't you come and see what I have in the basement? He's like, you have a basement? I was like, oh, boy. Not yet. Not a lot of people have basements in L.A. Well, I do. I just, for yeah, I he do. also, like, wasn't chill at all. I feel like in those moments you have to, like, suck it in. Like, oh, you I think I know good, who you are. Sort of like in poker face. Silence of the Lambs when she's like, can I use your phone, please? When she sees, like, the moth on the wall. Yes, and she's yeah. trying to, like, be chill. Like, I feel like you just gotta, like, not be quite as obvious as he was in that scene. Well, you I mean, try that. I didn't say I would be... I, I don't hang out with murderers. That you I mean, know. That's true. He did really botch the whole thing. Like, he was kind... Oh, he, yeah. he was trying to play it cool, and then, like, when he couldn't get the front door open... Oh, my God. 
I would do the same thing though. In that case, I would just I would start crying. But that that that's like with the um like who locks the the door with the key from the inside? Yeah. Serial killers? Yeah. No, I mean, I do too, but I have someone over. I'm not like with a key, like just like. No, but Robin's a serial killer. Yeah. That's fair. Um, (laughs) But like the performances of the, and I don't mean the acting performances. I mean just like the performances of the the suspects in this movie. Not good. Like, could Arthur Lee Allen give a worse first interview? And he's like, he like points them to like, oh, like I have. Oh, you mean the most dangerous game? So yeah, I know that. So they're like, okay, check. Okay, he knows the most dangerous game. Let's check the box off here. Oh, bloody knives and truck. Okay, yep. Okay, that that checks out. Yeah, what oh, about the? Um, let's check your watch out. Oh, a zodiac watch. Okay, perfect. That's yeah, fun. Perfect. for three. Is there anything else you want to tell us about? Unprompted. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, I, I long for the days when they don't call it cops pigs anymore. And you're like, oh, ah. that's weird because actually, if I check the letter we have here, oh. oh Oh, so that's like a direct reference. Yeah, you're referencing you your letters. It's also. just one of those things, though, where, like, he's such, like, you know, the murderers, they get so, like, they feel like they're so untouchable, and they get so, like, nar- like narcissistic that like, they're just like, they can't catch me, yeah, so like, let me even dangle all this shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also, like, I feel like serial killers, often things with serial killers is they want people to know who they are. Definitely. Like, like yeah. they're obviously not going to come out and just say like, "Oh, it was me," but like, there's like part of them that like wants. Definitely, like, they, like and a... obviously, like he's lied. He lies about some of the cases for the press. Like he yeah. wants to be seen. He wants to be known. Who it? Like, yeah, that's why doing. like so many people have actually come forward and confessed to like things like the Jean Benet Ramsey case because they're just like, I want the recognition. But it's yeah, that's like why so they many have... people who are in jail are just like, oh yeah, I killed Jean Benet Ramsey. And it's just like, yeah. no, you didn't. I mean, that's the yeah. whole Irishman thing, also, is someone saying, I was the one that did this. Even though there's countless of other people that are like, no, that wasn't him. Or no, it was this person. It's what it's a weird like rush these people get. I mean, obviously with the Zodiac, he loved the attention. Which is why he wrote the papers. Is in cases like these with serial killers, most of them are eventually caught. Because they want people to know yeah. what right. they did. And in this case, the Zodiac Killer wasn't caught. There's also this conversation he's reminded me of. I listened to a podcast called Stranglers all about the Boston Strangler. And we gotta they do act- that. What? We gotta do that on our podcast. At first, yeah. Stranglers is a phenomenally uh, put together podcast. But there was actually a Not guy anymore. who... We're gonna take him down. There was a there was literally a guy who came in and confessed to the murders, and they had in custody. And through interviewing him and talking to him about details of the case, figured out he was full of shit. <laughs> like, and he didn't actually kill all these people. And then there was another dude that they arrested that only killed like two of the women, and oh, was trying wow. to take credit for like the other like eight. Mm-hmm. It's crazy man people. and they had that on the zodiac in the movie where people were calling and being like i did it oh yeah i am the zodiac i, <laughs> I killed them with a knife he didn't use a knife <laughs> he didn't it's like I another the the other like another scene in the movie the melvin belli scene where they call into the show 
Oh, God, that part was creepy, too. That's what I mean. That's what, like, I love about this movie is it's, like, a character study drama type thing, but you get those scenes, like, in the basement that are, they're, you're very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's one of them when he calls in and talks about, call me Sam, oh, my head aches, my head hurts, and he's, like, yelling like a lunatic. Oh, God. I actually listened to the call before we started recording. The actual the original footage. One? Yeah, the original one. It's on YouTube. I tried to find that. Where'd you find it? I found it on YouTube. That's crazy because I looked for it. Yeah, I've heard it before. It's it's Maybe always creepy. It's like it's like <laughs> listening to like a nine one one call recording. Well, have you heard the California, um, the Golden State Killer? I forgot the name for a second. Um, <laughs> right, they you play, talk about you, him a lot on Joseph D'Angelo. Yeah, um, they played his calls on the HBO series, and you can find them online too. So fucking creepy. Oh my god! Thank God that's just like the bitches in jail. So weird. Why do people? What's with like exhaling? What's with like yeah. loving? To I don't know. Exhale? It's just like it's just like when automatically creepy. Yeah, like when yeah. when when Graysmith was getting calls and it was someone just breathing yeah. heavy. Like that was actually my second choice. I totally honestly forgot. Like that's how I was gonna open the episode. That was one of Wait, the options where I was just gonna <laughs> breathe heavily. To open I'm so mad what? at you that you didn't do that. I, I honestly <laughs> forgot it. I had that idea earlier and then forgot about you just it. Just remembered it went, right now. But wow. I went with the Ted. I went with the Ted Cruz um, thing. I'm like, oh, I was great. curious. I'm like looking up like now I'm on Wikipedia's page of like list of serial killers in the United States, and like so I was curious like how many were unsolved. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more that were solved, obviously, but like you have mm-hmm. like most cases, though, unfortunately, like aren't solved. Like, and that's yeah. a, it's uh, heartbreaking. The I mean, the Chicago Strangler, mm. years active. He 2001 to 2018. Like, yeah. that's recent. That's a little too much. Yeah. Too recent. There was um, there's a really great podcast about a um. Sorry, my brain flatlines. You're just plugging podcasts left and right. I know, God. Uh, Detective Trap. It's about a serial killer case in Anaheim, right? Actually, near. Perfect. That's me. right where I live. They're killing sex workers, and this like badass uh, female detective managed to catch this dude. And you get to hear her like interview recordings with this. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna son of a bitch. Watch that. Listen to that. Once again, this is Cue the Banter. We are uh, <laughs> sponsored by a bunch of other podcasts. Of other true crime yes. podcasts. True crime podcasts. <laughs> I'm also like, I'm trying to like figure out like. That's what I mean. Obviously, the ones that are unidentified have their nicknames still. Like, so the ones that mm. they've identified are obviously just their names. But like, imagine being a serial killer, and then like you want to be like, and like we said, serial killers like like the attention, and then yeah. you get labeled the doodler. The doodler. Oh, the doodler. the doodler. I know who that is. Yeah, he, so he sketched and then stabbed to death 14 gay men in San Francisco in the 1970s. Yeah. yeah. San the Francisco doodler. had like a rough little yeah, they had a rough run. decade. There was yeah. also oh. the weepy voice killer. How oh mad would God. you be if that turned out to be your name? <laughs> like, he used to, he would murder people and then he would call the police like crying about it. Weird. Be like, I did it again. Zodiac is one of the me. better names. Dr. No. Um, flat tire murder, murders, stupid. You know what? Um, the man they? from the train. I like that one. That's, that's like a. Ooh, that sounds like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Or it's, like a um, Agatha Christie book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, the, one of the things I also like to see within Zodiac is, like nowadays, um, you think when they make a movie that's about something that's going on, you get all the, oh, are they making a movie about that? It's too soon. It's over-politicized. I mean, you get that a lot. We're going to get that in the next couple of years with... Oh God. Everything COVID. going on. Give COVID. me at least do what they did with like nine eleven. I think I think it was like six years. But what I'm saying is, so even that you go, oh, they waited like six years, and it's like, hold on a minute. Look back in the forties while World War Two was going on. You were getting World War Two movies like during. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, All that like, was going on, and in Zodiac, you have this big case going on, and they go to see Dirty Harry, and Dirty <laughs> Harry, the villain is. The Scorpio Killer. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's just big, like yeah. it's in the middle of the case while it's going on. That's yeah. That's that's insane. That's crazy to think. Oh yeah, I always forget it. Every time that moment comes up in Zodiac, every time I watch it, I always forget that like they go to that movie premiere. <laughs> yeah, and like he like he leaves. What uh, Tashi leaves because he like doesn't want to like he can't watch it because he's just like still frustrated by the case so he sits out yeah um for the rest of the movie and just yeah smokes um yeah i didn't actually realize until reading up on the this that i didn't realize that because <laughs> i haven't seen dirty harry um i actually watched dirty harry after a couple months ago when i was working midnight shift after watching Zodiac. Zodiac, yeah. <laughs> it's on my list i'm gonna be watching it soon but i didn't realize it was like based on it that's crazy that they like all right yeah let's you know if we catch him yet now let's make a movie about it i mean any way to make money yeah <laughs> but it, yeah please no one make uh, a coronavirus movie specifically about coronavirus for another five or six years please well, that's like that one, I think you sent me the one tweet that was like, what's going on right now would be like if in the middle of Contagion, Matt Damon went to a bar. <laughs> that's like, yeah. Like, like... Well, I said, this to, I said this to Robin last night. It's like the one thing that's been surfacing on Twitter has been like, man, like the we all like owe Jurassic Park movies an apology. Because we do. we've always been like, why would you reopen this park after and so many like, deaths and it's like now we know why <laughs> yeah you're like yeah like exactly that's exactly why because you're like wait hold on a minute there's horrible suffering for people that aren't the people that are going to benefit from it correct fine let's try it again what's the yeah, you know what i mean like, again. Why not? <laughs> whatever how about a, how, instead of a park how about a world yeah yeah what if it's a whole world what if it's not a park it's just like a, a whole island what if not yeah. a whole island it's the what whole what if world. we just line them all up against a wall yeah, all the yeah, just do it. All the Jurassic all the line. All the people yeah. in the world line up against a wall, take them out. Much easier. <laughs> That's Is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Making yeah. making note. Serial. Rob, Robin's killer. Robin's really trying to like. <laughs> Robin, this looks like your handwriting. <laughs> yeah. This, this note I have. Um, you know, yeah. when I was at her house... Even though I was born in 94, I'm actually the Zodiac. The last time I was at her house, I noticed some strange symbols in her room. They were probably... Zodiac. She's big on Zodiac signs. And she had bloody knives. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. all over. I forgot to just clean on, them. Just what on about, the floor. What about squirrels in cages? <laughs> you know, I didn't... There were cages, but I didn't see any squirrels. You didn't see any squirrels? Did you check the freezer? <laughs> Arthur I, I didn't want to look. I, mean, I didn't want to look. Come on. 
There That's like the funny thing about the Ted Cruz thing. It's like Ted Cruz was born in 1970. Yeah, <laughs> what are people doing? <laughs> it's still like the best theory. Still good. It's They're still just good. having a good time. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I don't like it. Okay, we're sidetracking. Did you know that that uh, Ted Cruz's roommate in college was Craig Mazin, writer of Chernobyl? What? I think you've told me that. That's. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, because it's funny because every now and then Ted Cruz will say something and Craig Mazin will just like dunk on him about when they were in college together. So it's just. Yes, good. <laughs> this podcast is uh, Cue the Banter. It's sponsored by whoever's running against Ted Cruz. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, how do we feel yeah, about like... Robert Downey Jr. in this movie? How do we what? How do you feel, do we about... feel about him? Robert Downey Jr. is Paul Avery. Isn't this like in the? Is this his comeback or his? This it's is right like pre comeback. It's like, like a right lot of there. the times. It's weird because like everyone was like, like we always frame Robert Downey Jr.'s career now as like he was kind of down and out, and then you know he, well, he was wasn't in really. Iron Man, but he wasn't no like he had like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in two thousand six yeah. Zodiac. Yeah. I think I think a great performance in Zodiac. Yeah. I thought he was great in Zodiac. Like, yeah. it doesn't help that he was in Shaggy Dog, like, in 2006. <laughs> like, that's that's where it's like, man, what is this guy doing? But, like, yeah, yeah. this was, like, the start. This was the start of the uh, of the Robert Downey. Uh, now, like, I didn't... So, is it... I, I seen that, like, Paul Avery... Like, him and Robert Graysmith weren't, like, really friends. Like, that was all for the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like, such a... I love that dynamic. I do, too. Yeah. Like, I was almost a little disappointed that they weren't because it's someone that's so, like, they're so, they're, at the start, they're going for the same thing. Yeah. But they're such totally different people that are approaching it in totally different ways. Right. I wouldn't even really call them friends in the movie, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're not. Like, they, but they interact a lot more than probably what they yeah. did. Drinking the, um, what oh, I mean, what's, the like... what's the cocktail that they drink in that first oh. scene? I just listened to your episode where you say like, the aqua velva. Aqua, aqua, aqua velva. Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't be uh, knocking it if that you, was uh, really. You tried I was, it. And then I, there's like 15 so glasses. They like bond over that. I want to try one. Yeah. What? Did, it, we like, remember we decided we were gonna make it, and it's like so much alcohol in it. Yeah. Did you ever have it? Because you said no, you were gonna you, do it. Yeah. We well, I think you have to you have buy to have like, like gin and like, seven or not different gin, but, like, vodka, a bunch of alcohol. gin, lemon lime, and blue curacao. Curacao. And I was like, I don't the want to buy all that the, shit just yeah. to make us drinks that we probably won't like. <laughs> yeah. Probably pretty good. Look, is this a is this a graphic of yeah? <laughs> I gotta share my screen. This is a Jake Gyllenhaal cartoon on Pinterest with the Aqua Velva. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, what do you think about Jake him? Gyllenhaal. What do I, I thought Jake he was great. Yeah, like Fincher. He was Fincher's first choice. Because, like, and I think he was a good, like, cause he had liked him in Donnie Darko. Yeah. Um, and he, like, liked that he, that, like, he can play that kind of, like, awkwardness, but also that obsessiveness, which is, like, yeah. each half of the movie, the first half, he's, like, that awkward cartoonist. I don't mm-hmm. think um, Jake Gyllenhaal has gotten enough, like, uh, award recognition for his acting, because, like... It's probably because of Bubble Boy. Because <laughs> he's good. He's good. Well, what, like, where str- was... like stronger came out, and I was like convinced he was gonna get 
um, he's beautiful. An Oscar nom, and he didn't, and that performance was unbelievable. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Save that. We need, that needs to be part of the uh, ad campaign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, um, it, here's another weird after uh, editing thing. Besides the blood, uh, you know, you see Jake Gyllenhaal writing. Oh, his hands. His hands, he's writing. They added hair to them in post. Yeah. Because Fincher thought his hands were too. Um, Fincher's, Fincher's yeah. an obsessive he, dude, and he like he's a perfectionist. Yeah, he yeah. knows it too. Yeah, he knows it. But like, and look, you watch it, and it's like, look at his movies. Yeah, guy yeah. rarely misses. So like, something's he's not working. like as big of a perfectionist as Stanley Kubrick is he? Because Stanley Kubrick's just a monster. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he I don't think like, he's a. I mean, at least I've never heard of. Yeah. Fincher being a monster, that doesn't mean that he's not. No, I think, yeah. like, it's more like he he comes across, he would come mm-hmm. across as, like... Because there's also, like, you're, like... Dick sometimes, but, like, yeah, nothing... Yeah, like, like, really like, intense. Kind of like Brad Bird is similar. Like Brad Bird way. is a very, is a perfectionist. And what's his face? David O. Russell is apparently an ass... Mm-hmm. Is just an asshole. Yeah. I've heard he's yeah, I've heard that. such a dick. Like, yeah. Nancy Nancy Myers is also very meticulous in terms of how many takes. She does a lot what? of takes, too. Which is, that's that's what, so he was, Robert Downey Jr. was fed up with the, like, multiple take thing with Fincher. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I read that he, he would piss in mason jars and leave them around the set. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. So that's on, that's, that's not going to affect David Fincher. That's going to affect the crew. That's going to affect the PA. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor yeah. PAs just dumping out his Robert Downey like, Jr. How was your day? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. pissing a bunch of jars again. <laughs> I mean, you have to admit that he makes really good movies, but I don't like the multiple takes thing. Like, just direct your actors. Well, tell does them what he? You here's want. what um, I've. I don't think I've ever registered. Does he just tell you to keep going again and again, or does he give them? That's notes? what. That's what Kubrick does. I don't know if. if I don't know. I would assume there would be notes for someone who's so meticulous on. Mm-hmm. on I mean, even like down to his camera movement, it's very like no, 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 like you know. He wants to, you know, we want to go in and the camera just come across. And just as it's starting to come across the screen to change direction, I need you to walk in. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I assume right. it would be trying to, like, I, uh, rather than, oh, you did it wrong, it's we need to make sure we get it mm-hmm. right. Because if, if you're getting notes, like, and getting, because uh, the many thing I hate is when you say, you? like, when a director says, like, great, go again. Yeah. And you're just like. And it's just like. Uh, right, that's, like, one of the things, like. <laughs> That doesn't work. I feel like as an actor, it's like if you get something and, you know, you've done like three or four takes and then you finally get one that like, and the director gives you notes and then you get up to that point and it's like, okay, that was good. I liked that one. Let's just do one more for, you know, like for, for safety. safety. Yeah. So like, like that's like, okay, like, going, like, didn't you right, like, let's go again. I worked Washington for... or somebody was working oh, yeah. with somebody who was like, Okay, great. Let's do it again. And he's like, if it was great, then why do we have to do it? Yeah, it was like Denzel Washington who called a director out. But I was working um, when I was a PA. There was a director that, like, during ADR would just, like, keep saying, great, do it again. And we were all sitting in the booth just like, how many takes are we going to do, man? Right. Yeah, it was like. like, um, They keep saying great, but they keep sounding the same. Like, all these people are insane. But, like, even Fincher. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, um, in The Shining, like, Scatman, he, Kubrick had, like, Scatman Crothers, like, walk into the hotel, like, a, I'm exaggerating, but it was, like, 80, uh, like, over 100 times, and he just said, 
great, do it again, great, do it again. And then eventually Scatman Crothers was like, what do you want from me, Mr. Kubrick? What do you yeah, want? Just tell me. <laughs> I feel like it probably works specifically for some of those types of movies, though, with, like, The Shining. Yeah, just, but it's like, just, kind of like, just weird, oh. Like, even, like... Even well, it was like Kubrick torturing Shelley Duvall through like yeah, filming and all that. Like that's right, like yeah, yeah she that. lost her mind basically. Yeah, or she what, pretty much uh, went insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even like what uh, Robin, you were telling me about Gene Kelly on Singing in the Rain. Gene oh Kelly, my God, he made Debbie crazy. Reynolds. He made feet Debbie bleed. Reynolds' feet bleed, and she had to be carried off of. Yeah, set. and he made her she wasn't cry tapping like, hard enough. There was like yeah. one time where she was crying. And Fred Astaire was like, hey, what's wrong? And she told him, and he, like, helped her work through the dances and everything. Yeah, imagine getting a pep talk from Fred Astaire. I know, right? <laughs> it sounds pretty... Yeah, I heard Gene Kelly was a huge, like, Yeah, I, he I could just a lot of stuff. I could just tell. Was always, I was like, watching the yeah, movie, sucks. and I'm like, this movie's excellent, but, like, I feel like this Gene Kelly guy. Yeah, I mean, the choreography, <laughs> he's, like, such a great dancer and choreographer, but he's so, like... Right. It there has like to intense, be a line. Really intense, yeah. There has to be a line. There has to be a line. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, some people like working for these type of directors. Like, mm-hmm. there's people who've worked with Fincher multiple times. Yeah, and... because they're like, this is where I get my best work out of. But right, and Fincher, I feel like I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't mind it as long as there was a reason and nobody, yeah. was screaming at me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, See, like, the thing I, is, sometimes there is a reason in that director's head. It, it mm-hmm. might not make they sense. I'm not saying it's right. Like, like they can't like it's never gonna make sense to anyone yeah it's never gonna make sense to anyone else but they have something in their head and fincher said like we did a scene 54 takes and the 54th take is the one that's in the movie not that he's right well didn't they do um it was that but it was like 99 takes for one yeah between yeah there was like a a scene that did 99 takes which film was that though um hold on Nick, what were you going to say? I was going to say that's like even like when I would work on like photo projects, when I would do them, I would get to a point where I'm like, I don't want to work with anybody else because it's in my head and I can't, I can't get it out to myself. So I'll do it self-portrait style, which I did like a lot of projects like that because my roommates at the time that I would normally use for portraits were just like, I just couldn't work with them because I was in the headspace. This is what I wanted. And they wouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be that, like, I'm going to control you. Because it's like, it's like fine, just fuck it. I'll do it myself. But then I'd run into it with myself. I'm like, this doesn't look the way in my head it should look. Yeah. And it's it's like a Your weird... struggle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, let, if I'm going to put someone through it, I'll put myself through it. And I'll, I'll get there eventually. But yeah. there's no there's no casualties along the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, I yeah. sometimes I would just, like... It was like a group project. It, was, it wasn't even a film project. It was a video project, but it wasn't a film project. I was like, I will edit it. Like, I didn't want to like. I was like, I got it. Like, because we had to. We were, there was a rule that we weren't allowed to edit on, like Premiere, because it wasn't a film class. And recently, the teacher had dealt with someone with a video project where they were like, I'll do it, and then they never did it, and their group lost points because of it. So like, it was so only like uh, iMovie was allowed. So we tried it on iMovie, and I was like, I can't do this. I know Premiere, and yeah. this is a this is just is too um, simple for me. Like, I just I couldn't figure it out because it was I was so used to the complexities of like uh, Premiere. So I was like, guy, and I didn't want the other guys to worry about it. So I was just like, guys, I will edit it. 
I'll take <laughs> I'll take care of the video. I will and edit it. Do not worry about it. And I I did. <laughs> well, Jared, it's funny because, like, speaking to you, like, when I did my thesis when I was getting out of college, I did it. I did a documentary project on my family, and so like I photographed Jared, and like Jared knows what it's like when I'm like, I'll get, I can be not serious about anything. It's hard for me to be serious about certain things. Mm-hmm. When I was working on that, that shit, it was like boom, it just clicked. And I remember I was with Jared in a natural light. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Jared, turn a little bit to the side. And every time I told him to turn, he would turn the wrong way. So I said, Jared, whatever way you think is the wrong way to turn, just turn that way. And he did. And that was the way I wanted him to turn. And that's the <laughs> picture. And that was it. It was perfect. I was like, there we go. That's it. That was like a little training for me, too, just in front of the camera. Um, As for, like, the, um, like, getting, not being able to articulate what you want and needing to have that control, though, as like an editor what i've been taught is like you need that unbiased opinion though to come in and be like that's actually yes. what you want isn't gonna work yep right yeah I, yeah I, as some like i so for my senior project i was the writer director and the well no writer director cinematographer and the editor like, so like, Robin is Robin frozen. Robin right is now. frozen right now. <laughs> Which is weird Robin because I just got another letter. Another one. It just oh, it just came. It, it just slipped under the door. She probably thinks we're ignoring her, unless this is I just know. what she said ten minutes ago, and it's just getting here now. <laughs> but like, so it's another. I think it's from the Zodiac. Uh, you like obviously, it's an audio from, medium, but I'm describing from, it says. It says SF Chronicle. There's two stamps. Yeah, it's yep. from Robin. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna open it um, and see what it, like. So let's see what this says. Yeah, let's open that puppy up. Hi, this is Zodiac again. Do you like podcasts that has people talking about things like what would you want to have written on your gravestone? I think about that a lot. It would probably be just a bunch of symbols, but. If you're interested in hearing what other people are thinking about everyday nonsense, then you should listen to Banana Land, a podcast from Iltoate Productions. For the second letter in a row, the tone is still it's, different than what I expected. Yeah, like he was. The movie portrayed him as like so like monotone and not really showing that much emotion and like scary. Um, and he was kind of like didn't really didn't really come across in his second letter. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the movie? <laughs> nah. Oh. Um, but yes, if you think so. I mean, I guess. I do, so what I one thing I do, I like I I like Nick kind of brought this up before about how like it does time well. I just like how it is set up where it's like we're kind of just like showing you the investigation to where even like Robert Graysmith isn't a huge part of the first part of the I movie. Mean, he's in there. He's mm-hmm. here and there every now and then, mm-hmm. but like it's that final 40 minutes where it's like he really becomes your folk yeah he becomes the focus of of the story um but yeah like it's hard to really even pick out any flaws in this movie even if you don't like love it you know you still watch and it's like can't really critique much about it like in terms of its craft and like storytelling and the performances and stuff like that yeah it's just and like the moments of suspense are excellent Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think Mark Ruffalo 
Mark Ruffalo, Love good. Him. Really good. Eats a lot of animal crackers. That's actually yes. based on the real detective. Is it? Okay. It has to be. There's yeah. no way that was like, oh, that was just like, what's every a weird single thing. Yeah, and it was his idea. Because he was hanging out with that dude on set and he wanted, he literally was like, tell me everything about your life. I mean, he was also the inspiration for Bullet for Steve McQueen. Yes. Mm. Which they have that line in the movie. He's like, oh, he wears mm. his guns like Bullet. They're like, McQueen got it from him, which is the truth. Oh, that's pretty With cool. the double holsters. Yeah, yeah he, that's, yeah, he, like, I, yeah. I, I, I said to Robin last night, I said, um, his last outfit in the movie, this was also my letterbox review, is his last <laughs> outfit in the movie is I want to wear it every day for the rest of my life. It's like that tight, it's like a dark blue button up with like white and black checkered pants with that double holster. Yeah. Double holster's I'm good. This up yeah. Now. Let's see. Just I'm type in Mark see. Ruffalo hot, it'll come up. Do I? I don't know if I, I don't know. have I'm a scared. review for Zodiac. <laughs> Maybe don't type in Mark. Type in Mark Ruffalo's Zodiac outfit. How do I look I up like, like, how do I look up my own review of a movie? What was your, so what was, that was just your whole letterbox review? Yeah. I don't, I don't always write stuff on letterbox. Like, but when I do, I talk about, about Mark Ruffalo. I guess, yeah. Nick, if you go and you click on it, it says you've reviewed this film, you click on the eye. <laughs> Remember when I said let's talk about the movie? <laughs> what um, we well, we are. Yeah. Well, I clicked on the eye. letterbox oh. review. Yeah, it's really important. <laughs> My review's pretty good. <laughs> Let's give it to us. My review I'm so is... delighted. <laughs> this is Zodiac. I gave five stars. I said, for some dumb reason, I originally have this at three and a half stars. Something so dumb, I'm convinced I might be the Zodiac killer. <laughs> <laughs> not, I, I, not bad. That was good. I enjoyed that. That was good. I do remember, I do remember reading that for the first time. But like... There's there's something about just a a Mark Ruffalo movie where he the guy's trying to find the truth, you know? The guy just want like the guy is just trying to get to the bottom of things. We've seen it in Zodiac. We saw it in Spotlight. I was about to say. We saw it in Dark Waters. We saw so it in that, Thirteen Going on Thirty. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what's going on? Why are you thirty yeah, now? What's, what's exactly. going on? <laughs> Why are you acting thirteen? I, I haven't watched that show with him that he's on uh, HBO. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's um, based the, on... Um, the Derek Sean France. It's based on a book. What is it called? Why am I blanking I'm completely on I'm blanking on the title. At, I'm just looking at photos of Mark Ruffalo as Dave. I know this much is true. <laughs> oh, here it is. That's it. I yes. know this much is true, yeah. That's a yeah. great book. There you go. Plug on the book. There plug, we go. Plug. Podcast brought to you by books. Yeah, I choose, Body guys, stop. I choose to plug thirteen going on thirty. <laughs> Which if one? You uh, liked Zodiac. You'll like this movie. Is that the Jennifer Garner one? Yeah, yeah. Come on. What's Look the one butt. where? What's the one where Chandler Bing turns into Zac Efron? That's seventeen again. That's <laughs> not even the same thing. <laughs> Similar concept. <laughs> Come on. Well, it's like. <laughs> it's like you put 13 going on 30, 17 again, you got big with Tom Hanks. It's a triple feature. Yeah, it's the cinematic, it's the changing age cinematic universe. Honestly, I think 17 again is an underappreciated movie. I, I enjoy 17 it. again. I haven't Me seen too. it, so I can't, I can't tell <laughs> it's, you. It's, 
It's good stuff. Oh, that, the turtleneck. That's a good outfit. Checkered pants. I, he's standing I, next to. I, I think I just want checkered pants. Isn't he standing next to Chandler Bing's uh, roommate? That's Chandler Bing's roommate. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> Just Adam watch me sleep, buddy. I'm gonna leave you here with my fish. You're insane, Jack. <laughs> it's a good now out. you take my fish, my buddy. Oh, Ruffalo. <laughs> I love Man. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo's good. Mark Ruffalo, it's like he doesn't. He he has one of those. He has a very interesting, just like career path. Because I feel like no one really expected him to be like the the big star that he ended up. Didn't he have like, like a brain tumor? What? Uh, I feel like that's something you look up before you just. Okay, so real, <laughs> hold on, hold on, real quick. Here's the problem with that: is that uh, my keyboard's dead, so I can't type anything. I got you, Nick. I got you. Like Mark, oh my gosh. Yeah, look that up. I'm looking. Uh, up. So I, I learned that when I tried to. Oh type... my god, you're right. Okay, thank God. That's a Not thank God he career. had a brain tumor. Thank God that you were right. So like that just wasn't. I'm gonna stop he sharing. was diagnosed with a vestibular schwannoma type of brain. <laughs> you sounded like me trying to say your name. But I think that's, <laughs> that, that's all included on kind of where his career went. Kind of the things yeah. that he was doing, what he was in, he kind of was away for a little bit because of that. When I think was like that? 2001. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, cause he, yeah, there is like a little bit of a break. You know, he had oh my like God. stuff and then there's... His yeah. brother was found... With an execution-style bullet wound to the head. Unsolved yeah. case. Yeah, his brother was murdered. Jeez. I did not know that. But he, like, he, play, he played a lot of these, like, so, like he played the cop in Collateral. He's in 13 going on 30. Yeah, he's, he's just you know, had such a rich... Like, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. He's, he's like, the Hulk. The, he's the friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, like, Wait. <laughs> he was in Eternal Sunshine? Yeah. Yeah, he's his buddy. Right, he's, I haven't seen it. I haven't but. seen that in a Isn't long time. Isn't he like what, he's one of the guys that works at the at the place? I really wish my ah, computer. The one, guys, one of the guys works at the place, of course. I really yeah, wish my computer he, he wasn't. He works at the place with the thing. Stuck on how I tried to write how many letters did the zodiac write, and it filled it out as how many letters did Paul write, and I can't type anything to change it. <laughs> how many the letters zodiac, did Paul write? The zodiac wrote eighteen. Eighteen. <sighs> Were each letter so each of like the th- first three letters that he sent to the three different places were those all the same? It was the same cipher, right? Yeah, they were close to exactly the same letter, uh, but the one sent to the Chronicle had more in it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That goes that goes into what he thought about the Chronicle, I guess. Like look at this guy. This guy's <laughs> like. Could you imagine really... the Zodiac happening now? Like the letters happening now. It would just be How do you tweet. think America would respond? Print How would we dead. deal with it? Dumb. I don't know. You think the, the president would say he's a good guy? I think he's a. I mean, look, he's. he's a I wish guy. him well. I've known him fifteen years. Yeah, I actually, I, I'd be interested to see what kind of impact something like the Zodiac would have. Robin, today. I'd be very interested to see a serial killer uh, go on a rampage. Great. In Thank modern you. times. I didn't mean said. that. I meant the letter thing and like the mass hysteria. Publica- yeah. Yeah. What's like the close? I mean, like the, there's also because you you have like what the Unabomber and his manifesto. Well, I yeah. mean, like That's here's the thing: different. we have we've had far too many like 4chan shooting manifestos. Mm-hmm. You see how those are shared. Yeah. But you got to think about is uh, like I I also like 
when they're uh, there's a scene where you're following the cab, mm-hmm. I think, or a car in the city, and they have the radio on. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is what do you think about what's going on here? And he's like, I yeah, think yeah. those dumb kids deserved it. And then the next guy's like, that last call was totally inappropriate. And you're like, that's exactly what would happen now. Yeah. But there would also be conspiracies attached but, to it. But, you know, we had that Isla Vista shooting a couple years ago. He had a manifesto as well. Yeah, it's, right. it's like constant manifestos. Mm-hmm. But even with all that, I just think it would be like, who do you think the Zodiac is? And so it would be like, I don't know, probably a Clinton. You know, like, no matter where it would... It right, would, 100%. Yeah. It, would, it would always be the same, like, oh. It would be like... Yeah. Um, it's... All the conspiracy theories, like Pizzagate and everything. Exactly. You're like, oh, yeah. California's so great, and why do you have a murderer there? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, my gosh. California has had a lot of serial killers. A Correct. lot of um, freeway killers, too. Yep. Weird. I mean, you can understand oh, that. You. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, have you ever driven friends. on a freeway? Have you ever driven on a freeway in California? You yeah, have you ever driven on the 405 during yeah, like peak rush hour traffic? Yeah, you you'd want to, you'd want to kill. You either want to kill yourself well. or you want to <laughs> kill other people. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought of being a serial killer has crossed your mind? If you, I've have. only driven in the car with Jared in California. <laughs> boy, oh boy, no, don't go, go, boy. That was that, four. That was four years ago. What did Jared do? That was, I mean. A couple of wrong turns here or there. A couple of wrong turns here or there. Like, we were like, oh, there's nothing going on. Let's just drive around. So we're driving. And we're That's like, not a good idea in California. We went to the, <laughs> to the Playboy Mansion. But we went to the Playboy Mansion. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like zooming through. So Beverly we're in Beverly Hills. Hills, and I'm like, Jared, the speed limit's like 25. Maybe don't do 40 in a 2005 like Hyundai Sonata. Like, they know we don't belong here. So then his next move was to go five miles an hour past the playboy bench i'm like maybe keep that up closer to the speed limit we also went to uh where the uh manson killings happened the manson killings were they, oh, like, the, they've the totally yellow re- drive yeah they've done yes. like they've redone everything like the land is like different yeah. like the house numbers are all different they switched uh, the oz and was evens. it just the tate ones no they changed every, the whole entire street like they knocked that house. did you just go to the tate murder? yes yes yeah. yes, yeah. Just, yes. Yeah, so that that was fun. But, like, we were by stuff. That's why I was driving slow. This is great. This is good content. This is good audio <laughs> content. <laughs> I'm, glad we're, I'm glad we're talking about this. <laughs> All right, so, so who's your MVP of the movie? You got to pick one actor, one character. Who's the MVP? Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Graysmith. I think so, too, because he carries the movie. Mm-hmm. Followed closely by Mark Ruffalo. See, for me, I think it's a tie between Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. But Ooh. I think Robert Downey Jr. is slightly edging out Mark Ruffalo. I just mine is, been a Robert Downey Jr. fan. Uh, mine is mine. Dylan McDermott in the fat suit. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's Dermo Maroney. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> by the way, by the way, the SNL sketch the went, went through my head, and I'm like, yeah. Dylan McDermott. Yeah, it's uh, Dylan it's that one, and then I got it wrong. Uh, let's agree. Yeah, I, he's not my MVP. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, the guy, what, I've, no, I'm in between John Carroll Lynch and Mark yes. Ruffalo. John Carroll Lynch is incredible. He's excellent. He doesn't get these type of roles. And who's John Carroll Lynch again? Who does he play? I mean, he plays. Uh, oh, Arthur, Arthur Lee Allen. Arthur Lee Allen. You know, he was yeah, also in I, Bubble Boy. It, <laughs> 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 I yeah, like I feel like he doesn't he doesn't get these type of roles. These like big showy roles um 
And he's so, good. He's just you know, yeah. He really plays a like creepy, but yeah. never gives too much away on like, you know. Yeah, like because he's play. He can play that like kind of a little goofy character. Yeah. Which I think I think his I think Arthur Lee Allen kind of has that element to it, but there's a far more sadistic like he has like, like vibe to him. That a really like terrifying undercurrent of like rage. Yeah, which which comes through like only yeah. when you see him in this, which is why it's so impressive. Like even yeah. like they question him and they say like, "Oh, did you say you wanted to blow up a bus full of school children?" He's like, "Oh, that's horrible. How could anyone ever say that?" They're like, "You didn't feel that way after you got fired for touching your students." Yeah, and it just it's just that I, he just plays off of that. He play, yeah, I think yeah. he plays so like, well. He plays yeah. the um, you know, because the movie very much is you when you watch the movie, you're like. I think this was the guy, right? Yeah. yeah. But like he play any plays to that very well. Like I said, his 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 interview, his first interview with them, he does a poor job of covering up that fact. Yeah. Um, but also there is that element where it's like it might not. Like he just plays it on the line mm-hmm. so well. Um, and like the one thing, it's like it's crazy how important. Um, the handwriting was in terms of the investigation. Yeah. You feel like, I feel like you're going in, like a guy who he knows that he's sus- he could be suspected for it. I can't, like, I don't know exactly what goes into identifying handwriting and, and the patterns of it and what, what Well, I don't know if you know draw. this about me, but I'm a linguistics expert, so I can tell you all about, no. <laughs> Lingu- is linguistics have to do with drawing, <laughs> yeah. or has to do with speaking? Forensic linguistics has to do with. Friend. Okay, okay, okay. Philip um, Baker Hall, by the way, he's yeah. in it. He's he's. I love the scene with him in Ruffalo when he's like, "I'm trying to work. If you speak again, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave." And he says, "Sorry, okay, sorry, yeah, sorry. speaking. Sorry, counts is speaking. It stops working." Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, I feel like if you're a serial killer. You can change your hand. Like I feel like I can write my handwriting different just to he, pass. He it. says it to him though. He says when you start, like, I mean, I know you're trying to fake it, but I guess it's right. kind of ingrained in, like, from the time you learn to write when you're a yeah. kid, the way you your pen moves on the way you write shit. Right. That doesn't yeah. change. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know necessarily what goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, it handwriting is handwriting like, is like almost like a fingerprint in some ways. Yeah. yeah. It's also just interesting. Um, they always play it like what the intelligence of the Zodiac killer was. I think he was like because obviously he was very smart because like he yeah. obviously never got caught. But when they're doing the Zodiac, when they're like the symbols with the Zodiac like thing, like he clearly like he just stole the books and copied like the Zodiac pattern mm-hmm. from the books. Like he didn't. There wasn't that much. You know, he didn't like come up with that himself. He just he like stole the library from, books. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying like <laughs> so like. Part of some of his things seem so flawed, but it's almost um, the randomness of how he did stuff. Yeah, kind of made because, like, you know, he he shot some people, or he, but then he stabbed this group. You know, the people yeah. were also very different. There was a very interesting uh, aspect to like how he went about what he did. What about that Zodiac outfit? How do you feel about the Zodiac costume? Like at the lake? At the lake. It's the only time he wears the oh, costume, yeah. I believe. That's right. Weird right. costume. It's just, he looks like a medieval knight, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. like also like just, like it's just it, it's just weird. 
that like why would the because then he writes about him so you're like okay it was him but that whole thing of now he's wearing a, a costume that was mm-hmm. fucking weird yeah just everything about it is different. He goes in different places, different he has people, different, different types um, of people, like victims. Different uh, descriptions of him, too. Right? Yeah. Because the first couple ones were, like, a very heavy-set man, and then the San Francisco one was, like, he's, he was pretty thin. Am I right or am I wrong? I think the, de- I, I think the descriptions were all kind of around the same area, mm-hmm. barring a few, you know, inconsistencies that naturally come from eyewitness. Testament. Well, what about, like, even the cab one? The cops come in and go, oh, there was a guy, we didn't stop him. They said it was a black male, and they didn't correct that it. That was, like, so that was maddening. Just... It was maddening, because it's also one of those things where you're like, it's pretty racist, and probably yeah. was <laughs> the reason for it at the time. Like, I don't know if that, I, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, actually something that happened. Like, if there were those cops there that saw someone at the scene and didn't stop them because the description was completely wrong. Oh, no, that was, no, like, that, 100%. That happened. Yeah, that okay, happened. but that, that's what I mean, though. Like, that's, like, yeah. that whole thing there. It's, like, you had, the cops watched him walk by. I agree, Sleeper. <laughs> trying to get him to be quiet. It's not working. Yeah. It's, I mean, we have... But then at the same time, like, if you're a cop around. who just got this description of a guy you don't know anything's different and this guy's just walking he's not running he's not behaving in a suspicious manner yeah yeah, he was lumbering by yeah but it would be crazy because if they did stop him they would see that he would be covered in blood and then so i mean it's like it was like it was like he walked past the cop they just walked right by walked right by that'd have been it we would have figured it out but yeah it's like yeah it's i I don't know as as far as uh so we have who everyone's favorite is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Favorite scene in the movie. I like the diner scene between Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Ruffalo uh, kind of toward the end of the movie. They're eating cheeseburgers that Mark Ruffalo is spitting into the napkin because he's a vegetarian? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, is that what he's doing? Che- yeah. Mm-hmm. It was in like the middle of, but they show up in the middle of the night. They're doing yeah, the, yeah. the salt shakers. Yeah. I think that's my favorite scene. I think my favorite scene is when Paul Avery is like, kind of, he's almost like debunking like the the mythos of Zodiac mm-hmm. as like this all powerful kind of persona that Jake Gyllenhaal has kind of built him up to be where he's like, he got this from a watch like logo. He's copying everything. He's taking credit for murders that he didn't do. And then Jake Gyllenhaal kind of almost looks disappointed at that fact that he's yes. not yeah. like, He's not like this person that he's built him up to be, like this. this he's just big, a dude. Evil villain. Yeah, he's right. just like a guy who's messing up. And who wants attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I mean, I know on my first watch, my favorite scene was absolutely the the woman in the car. Mm. Um. I think that one, that one, or when he's at that other guy's house and he goes yeah. to the basement. Ooh, That's, yeah. Those like, are like mine too. Like the uh, basic, like, like I love the shot of from behind, you know, when like Jake Gyllenhaal's turned around, like yeah, and like it's just and just that whole scene is just like so suspenseful in the way he goes upstairs and then it's locked and he can't and the guy pops up from behind him and he's just like. And then totally nothing happens. Out. Yeah, like, it, I think yeah. that's the scariest part is that the buildup leads to nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I mean, and even just like him going, I love him, because him going into the store to look at him. 
Because obviously, with a movie like Zodiac, we don't actually know for sure who it is. Yeah, but the movie is about his obsession with finding out, having to know, and that Mm. scene gives the movie its the closure in terms of its arc, the way it's structured. And it's cool because in the airport, they walk past the stack of Robert Graysmith's book. Yeah, they do that. But yeah, it's definitely for Jared the same like two scenes, and it's like. The woman in the car, I think, is great because the guy comes to help. I love how he's always silhouetted. You never see his face, which I think is really cool because you never get enough information. Like and the, he's played by different actors. Yeah, like the movie right. is I think, the, I think the movie's the telling they you have listed at the end mm-hmm. for uh, Mike Mike Mijou, Jimmy Simpson's Mijou. character yeah. Mijou. Like he has to look. I think I think that they probably used those actors. Oh yeah, I got you. I got to you. Play. Cause I know there's the one guy who's like in all those commercials. I forget his name. Um, I've yeah, actually no. met. I've actually met him. Uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> wow, you're really rude. But Bob that's Stevenson. what. Bob Stevenson. He like has like a similar set to like John Carroll Lynch. Um, that's like that's the the whole. That's what's cool about it though. Is you look at him and you're like same kind of build, and I like how it kind of gets you in the same mind frame of. You're trying to look at different victims here. Who's okay? What did he look like? And it's like kind of tall, lumbering, but they're going to differ a little mm-hmm. bit. And I like that because you never go. The movie is pushing you towards it's Arthur Lee Allen the entire time. Yeah, yeah I mean, like that's what you're getting. There is but, that. There is but they the never Rick just. Or Robert yeah, yeah. They, name is like that. There's like that short segment where like mm-hmm. really could be him, but then it brings you back to back to yeah. But like it never. They don't have fucking like it, they don't have it as oh let's have it just be a silhouetted Arthur Lee Allen you know yeah, what I mean it's like someone they, else right it leaves yeah. that wiggle room to like yes so exactly like, oh this isn't like confirmed this is just Robert yeah. Graysmith this and, is his speculation and that that shit though in the car where you're not really seeing him and he says like you said before I kill yeah. you I'm gonna throw your baby out the window and then the following shot is another car with the truck stop and you're like oh my god oh my god what happened and then it's her just. Screaming in the middle of the road about the baby, and her hands are bloody, and then she had hit yeah. him in the trees. And there's that truck driver who just goes, he just goes, he's like, Jesus Christ! And I was like, Oh my God, yeah, that's it. And then that's yeah. That. So I also good. I do like when Paul Avery gets the letter though, and he's like, oh, like, he's like, he's like, Oh yeah. no, what is that? Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> that is a good moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Good, good in this. Not the MVP though. Well, well, who are your guys' MVP? Did we ask you guys that? Yeah, John John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. That's John right. Carroll Lynch, and then our Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo's mm-hmm. great. Tinnifer from uh, Parks and Rec playing Mark Ruffalo's wife, though. June Diane Raphael. <laughs> Shout out to uh, another podcast. How did this get made? <laughs> from uh, what? She's in Grace and Frankie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how'd you know she was in Grace and Frankie? I was on Grayson. Oh, oh, here we go. I was on set with her. This is the Banter, brought to you you by books, true crime podcasts, and uh, movie celebrity encounters. (laughs) People Jared have worked with. Yeah, well, I'd say, like, I didn't really meet, I didn't really, wasn't really around her. Bob Stevenson I actually met and talked to. He's a really sweet guy. He's nice. Let's just all start name dropping. I can't. I you can't. can't. You have to. Well, look, you, you, it has to be. Yes, the moment has to be right. Have you met anyone <laughs> in Zodiac? Then, sorry. Next. <laughs> I haven't met. We're talking about me now. 
This is my podcast. Now. Yeah. So we have that. So now we're going to look at, let's look at, uh, let's see. What I, so David Fincher. Yeah. How about three? You got to pick three Fincher movies. Oh, I don't know uh, if I've seen that many. Can I pick Mindhunter? Yeah. I'll yeah. allow it. Pick, yeah. I'll you pick Mindhunter. That, like. Just for the record, though, if Mindhunter's allowed in, so is the first season of House of Cards. Hmm. I don't think anyone's going to pick yeah, it. Don't I'm just vote, letting you maybe, know what the rules are. for the are. sake of morality, don't pick House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Kevin's facing. <laughs> but, like, the first episode of that is directed it's by Fincher. Him, but, and, and it's very Fincher-esque. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can pick Mindhunter. Why not? Just because I love it. And it has one of probably my favorite montages ever. You showed me it. this. Which one? I literally sent everyone I know the montage. And I was just like, look at this thing. I love it so much. Oh, the editing. Yeah. Which, which montage? In it was in like the sec the first or second episode where they're on where they're doing like the road road school thing at all the state uh, different uh, police stations around the country and mm-hmm. it's to fly like an eagle, um, well, and it's just them and traveling and just the, I love just like the editing and of them traveling. And it was cut really well to the music, and the song was great, obviously. So I don't really know anything about editing, but yeah, it was a pretty good scene. <laughs> it's good stuff. She made me watch it. I know. I, I th- so I think I'm assuming Robin was going to. I'm just gonna guess. So other than Mindhunter, you had to pick the other two. I'm sure it would be. Would Zodiac make the list? Yeah. Zodiac, Zodiac and Fight Club. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> this is really wow. embarrassing. I haven't seen. Jared Fight knows Club. me, guys. Wait, hey, Jordan, we, watch Fight Club. We always have these things where, like, so a friend of ours will send us the, like, a group of things, and he's like, "You have to pick three. and like, Fight Club will be in there, and Robin's the only one who ever always. picks Fight Club, and she's like, "I can't believe none of you have picked Fight Club." None of them pick Fight there's Club. Like, there's like nine. There's like ten good movies to choose from. Yeah, so but Fight Club Fight. is amazing. Okay, but, Fight yeah. Club is also one of the only movies that was better than the book it was based on it's true actually that the book isn't great it's so good and i love edward norton he's amazing he I don't is like incredible oh, right well that's a personal problem i don't know why edward norton's another weird one too here's the thing here's the thing about fight club control. though fight club is a very divisive movie these days now that should we talk say, about it we should because people we can sh- say whatever Nick. the fuck they want on the internet so fight club is like a divisive movie for people why? Yeah, you just broke the rules. You did break the rules. You came on the podcast, you trashed you Tarantino, about... and then praised <laughs> Fight Club. And, and then you it, talked about... According talked to the internet, fight. you can't do those two things. You have the to is you t- She talked about Fight Club. That's the biggest issue. And yeah, that's also yeah. you broke that rule. <laughs> I, I didn't... You guys didn't tell me the rules. There's no rules. You watch they tell you the rules. Like people you on see Twitter. Fight Club. It's the number one rule of Fight Club. Like people on, I meant like what I was Man, saying. Even I like, know that, and I haven't seen the movie. Like people on Twitter are always like, "Oh, you like Fight Club? Sweet bro movie." And they they frame it as you can't argue against it. Like I can't argue for Fight Club because they're gonna be like, "Fight Club is a film bro movie." It it is can, one of the fil- they're gonna be like, "You're a film bro." Like, no, I'm not. Like, do you like the Dark Knight? I'm like, yeah. Like, do you like Tarantino? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do so your. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Fight you Club t- and Dark Knight do not belong in the same category. They really don't. I mean, Dark I mean, Knight belongs some. The fact that Dark, Dark Knight belongs Knight is... somewhere way else because, like, any superhero movie does not belong in the category of Fight Club. I'm sorry, it's just a different beast. I don't care how good the movie is, and I like the Dark Knight. No, 
Like, they are a different movie and a different breed. It's funny because all the arguments for Fight Club you're making are all the film bro arguments that I see online. This is, this is <laughs> Robin's incredible. a film bro. Robin's a film. Robin's the no. film. What does that mean? So me and Jared always talk about it, and like it's I hate just... it because this is what they'll do. This is how a lot of this is how film Twitter and idiots on the internet, for the most part, will argue for movies like this. They'll they'll go like I enjoy, I like Fight Club, but they'll go oh it's a film bro movie like. Like Fight Club, so say it was Fight me. Fight Club, or, Pulp Fiction. So say it was me arguing for it. I'm going no, but what Fight Club does is this. Although frame it as is, it's still a film bro movie. You can't argue your way out of it but without I don't falling what a into film the trap. Movie is like you That's picture uh, you picture like a film. college dorm with a po- with a poster, with a poster of like what? what? Oh, is... Pulp Fiction poster, Godfather poster. So Urban uh, Dictionary. Here we go. Person who views themselves as a f- huge film nerd while having mostly service level knowledge of movies. Their favorite movies include such underrated gems as <laughs> The Dark Knight, Pulp Fiction, Inception, and Jurassic Park. Fight Club's not even in that fucking list. Yeah, that, that's a weird It's list. a list of four movies on Urban Dictionary. Fight Club's on the list. But that's what it's I mean. Not a knock, like... The thing is, it's not a knock on these movies. These are excellent. These are excellent movies. It's a not well, like, the kind of people that like them, which is weird. They they don't know uh, about movies past the big like right like they, yeah the big ones. It's like, saying they claim to be like hit. movie fans, and yet they, they like only like X, Y, and Z movies. Yeah, but the right. problem the with that, that is though knows. is that something like Fight Club that's actually a good movie is it falls in there. And this now, is the Godfather. That's what I mean, though. It's you got to the point where you have people arguing against the Godfather for the sake yeah. of. Oh, people just say they like it because, and it's like, no, it's fucking good. That's why people like it. That's it's why also like, like a reason why they yeah. generalize it's also like people it. People like liking Fight Club as, and it's like almost as if that's a character trait. Yeah, you know, that's I, like, how they're trying to frame it. Like that's just oh, like, this guy. Oh, you right, like, 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 what else knock? do you? What else yeah. do you like? And it's like, I, I mean, I could like a lot of different shit. You're just allowed to like popular movies. Yeah. But with some of these movies, that's the only knock you can have. Yeah. Because the movies are so good. Like, but the knock, the knock isn't actually about the movie. It's about just the fact that you like it. That just shows that the movie is actually good and hard to criticize overall. Now, My head hurts now. Yeah, because yeah, it, it should. Because it's like such a dumb kind of like thing. Film, yeah. People oh. Online. And yeah. why are the Dark Knight and Fight Club in the same category? I am not sorry. They're not. The the you have to, you have to realize. The not thing the is, s- you might not like them as much. I respect the Dark Knight. I love the Dark Knight. It's a great the Dark Knight movie. Is... It does not belong. Why though? Where is why? Like because fiction. it's not. Because it's based on a comic book. But what's wrong with that? There's a lot wrong. One's with based it. on a book. No, there's oh, nothing, no. Like I mean, that's a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Robin, so now I'm going to go ahead and pencil you in for another episode. I literally just want to have you on, and I want to go, Robin, what do you think about movies? I just want to hear you go. Because I, mean, I, I like, I don't That's agree with everything idea. you're the saying, but I like books, I have a lot a of passion. Argument. It's also, <laughs> okay, so you have the film bros, then you have people that only like comic book movies. Only. Yeah. They're the ones that are like, excuse me, have you seen Batman vs. Superman? The emotional depths that they've taken this, and I'm like, bleh. Man, that movie's pretty fucking rough. No. Movie sucks. It's 
bad. But that's uh, that's the whole thing where then you get so now you have those people. Now you can split them. You have the Marvel ones and you have the DC ones. Then they fight yeah. over emotional depth and blah, blah blah blah, which is whatever. So then you have film bros. Now they're arguing against the superhero people. Learning so much right now. Right. So they're so you have yeah <laughs> you have the fight clubs arguing against the superhero movies. Then you have the. I like foreign film, blah, blah, blah. They're arguing against the film bros. It's all over the place. It I know nothing about the world of film Hey, guys, film my uh, battery's going to die. <sighs> so we got we to gotta wrap things up. I'm so sorry. It's fine. This, is, this has been two hours. This is, <laughs> this is standard. Yeah, um, very standard. Nick, rapid fire. What are your three finchers? My three finchers are Zodiac. Girl with the dragon tattoo. Ooh. Gone Girl. Oh, I've seen those. Oh, that's weird. Gone that's a weird girl. list. Weird list. I, I think it's Gone Girl. No, oh, it's, it's not Gone Girl. What are you? What are you? Are you fucking about? It can't be yeah. Gone. Gone Girl's out. Yeah. You gotta put. You got. Yeah. That's I, what I, I, What's wrong with you? What? Zodiac. Yep. You got one. Girl with the dragon tattoo, and then uh, the the. Uh, the greatest movie of the 2010s, The Social Network. <laughs> the Social Network, which is also the movie we were talking about with the 99 takes. The right, opening yeah. scene oh, from it. The opening scene, takes. they did that 99 times. And yeah. that's, I mean, like, it's not really a knock on Fincher because that scene is probably one of the mo- the best scenes of the past 10 years, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But again, like... Don't do 99 takes. You yeah. don't do no, 99 takes. I, sorry, real quick. I don't mean to interrupt you. I've only seen Social Network one time. Love it. It's not there yet. My third pick is a weird one that a lot of people don't like as much. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. A movie oh, I okay. fucking adore. Interesting. I adore My, it. Yeah. Mine okay. would be Social I Network. Like actually seen more David Fincher movies so I can participate in it. <laughs> more, I've seen more David Fincher movies than I thought. So that's my weird three. Mm-hmm. Mine is Social Network... Zodiac. And I think, so right now, so I've only, I think I've only ever seen Fight Club the once. I need to go back and watch it. So right now, it's seven. Mm. Seven's good. Seven's, seven's good. good. Yeah. You can't really go wrong with a Fincher. And he's going back. Pa- even Panic Room is not Panic bad. Room, yeah. That's like yeah. the lower end or the game. And like, mm. Yeah. Okay. So mine, Zodiac is my number one. Best portrayal of a serial, like like a really true crime, like serial killer movie mm-hmm. that I've seen. Very accurate and also very entertaining. Because some of the Lifetime movies that Robin and I have watched are very they're, accurate, but they're not very bad. They're bad um, at the same time. Um, and then so it's Zodiac, it's Mindhunter, and then it's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I need to watch that one again, too. That it's one. Long one. Isn't it like two hours, 40 minutes also? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, the Swedish version is better, but... Yeah, the Swedish version is better. Rudy they, Mara is like, also great. Yeah. It's insane that they said, hey, let's make a sequel to the American version and not have Rooney Mara or David Fincher back. <laughs> well, well, they fucked yeah. them on that. That's why there's people like Robin, Robin Wright is in it. There's like characters set up to be in when they f- did everything else, and then they right. were yeah. just like... I mean, it got, like, a bunch of Oscar noms and was, like, but critically it praised. Yeah. It didn't make us a billion dollars, though, so... Yeah. Well, what about the second movie was going to make them more money, is what I wonder. Maybe that, maybe the budget was just lower. That's what... Yeah, I don't I don't know, but it's fucking good. It's... it's I. It... Okay. 
Last question. All right. <laughs> We've been doing this recently on all of our episodes. Double feature. The cue the banter double feature. So what movie would you pair Zodiac with? Oh. If you had to recommend a double feature. Oh God. So I'll I'll go. I'll do Zodiac and Dirty Harry because I yeah, did I was it. gonna say that was I that did it. It just 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 go with the that's movie. Get idea. the Scorpio Killer. So there's there's yeah. there's my pick. I mean, look at it. It doesn't have to be for any specific reason. You mm. can pair it with whatever you want. It could be like, oh, you know what? These show San Francisco and the. the best I got way. it. What? And it's gonna be great. You guys are gonna love it. Zodiac and Thirteen going on thirty. <laughs> That isn't actually our. I, I want, that isn't our most wild double What's feature. What's your weirdest double the feature? The two sides. Rush Hour and Wild Wild West. <laughs> 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 our buddy Sal picked Wild Wild West. Oh my god. Oh man. Um, it's a little Ruffalo double feature. Yeah, Ruffalo double feature. Yeah. Oh Unless god. You I do um, Zodiac and the Bubble Boy. Zodiac and Bubble Boy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at this type of thing. Now I'm forgetting every single other movie that exists. You do a podcast about serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about Zodiac and My Friend Dahmer? Ooh, that's a good one, yeah. That's Zodiac. the, uh, that's the Jared, the Jared, uh, the movie Splice I made and Slice Jared collaboration. Watch. It's yeah. a good movie. Uh, double feature. Yeah. That's another one that's pretty accurate and also very compelling at the same time. Yes. So, um, the thing is, I, like, posed this question, and I have no idea. It can be a tough question sometimes. Um, could be Zodiac and uh, The Zodiac. I feel like there's a movie that came out around the same time called The Zodiac, but I've never you, seen it. You compare it with a movie you've never fucking seen before. <laughs> Why you think of it real quick, another highlight in the movie, Brian Cox and Martin Valley uh, laying in the back of the police car because he's scared to sit up. That's a good one. Okay, I just Googled The Zodiac, and it's about the Zodiac Killer. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't think... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, Philip Baker Hall is in it. Really? Yeah. He did double Zodiac movies right there? He did double That's Zodiac wild. movies. I mean, live your best life. Yeah. So here's another, um, here's another good pairing, which from reading like the IMDb trivia, they kind of tried to make this movie like it. Would be Zodiac and All the President's Men. Yeah, that Ooh. was that was mentioned. Which All the President's Men fucking rules and like nothing happens. The whole they just walk around the whole movie and every time I watch it, I'm like, fuck yes, this shit is awesome. Or you could do um, Zodiac, Zodiac and the Most and Dangerous like, Game. There you go. Like that Parasite or something because Bong Joon Ho. She came up with one. Movie. Yeah. Like um, you know what's funny that you bring up Parasite is. Oh God. There's. Uh, so the ones I'm looking like Zodiac, a script right there. You know. Oh, okay. that script? Zodiac and I have it in my head. I have two in my head. Like Zodiac and Spotlight is one that I would do because yeah. it's like one that focuses on the like the investigation of the mm. reporters yeah. rather than the point. grisly crimes that were. Um, yeah. Done, and then what was the, I had another one that I just oh or Vertigo Ooh. for for the San Francisco landscape. Little San Francisco vibes. You can yeah. also match it up with Full House. 
Yes. Just the theme song. Just everywhere the you song. look, everywhere you look. Just I don't know. make a Zodiac trailer with the um, I, music from Full House. There's a chance it exists. Oh, probably. Oh, 100%. Hey, Jared. Yeah. I, have you checked under your door lately? Oh my gosh. I love this. That's another one. I love that. Adrian and I just don't know what to do while this is happening. I know, we're just well. like, we're just like, and letting it happen. So we got another, another uh, envelope, as you can hear, the God, crinkling I'm of the paper. so shocked. Because it's an audio medium. Um, <laughs> there's actually a cloth in this one. Bloody oh. cloth. Oh, bloody cloth. <gasps> bloody cloth. Not good. Yeah, um... So let me just take this out. Maybe it's ketchup. Taste it. Good yeah. little. So actually, what? So this one, what it says on the outside, it's a little bit different. The envelope. It says SF Chronicle. Weird that it keeps coming here. Um, please rush to editor. But it also says follow at Q the Banter on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, that's that Q so the Banter is an Ilto Eight Productions, and also to follow at Ilto Eight Productions on. Instagram and at Ilto8 Podcast on Twitter. So the, it's just just that's what it says. Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna open it and see what is inside, it. and I'm just gonna check it out. Okay. And uh, this idea. is what it says. Hi, this is Arthur Lee Elk. I mean Zodiac. If you like movies about murder, such as uh, Most Dangerous Game, a movie that I happen to like a lot, then you should listen to. Adriana and Robin's podcast, Splice and Slice. It's the podcast where they compare true crime narrative films to their real life inspired events. Hmm, that is right up my alley. <laughs>